today's episode let us chat with jim marshall on septemics hierarchies of human phenomena this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future folks i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe through the guiding voice we drive conversations that matter conversations that add value to your life and career and successful leaders across the globe share their knowledge and wisdom with the world and our audience will acquire more knowledge by tuning into the guiding voice for every minute than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me today and we are extremely pleased to have jim part of the guiding voice journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe jim hearty welcome to the guiding voice and i'm super excited to have you join me today thank you glad to be here Jim before we get into the septemic and the core topic of today's conversation maybe can you briefly share about your career journey with our audience okay well the main thing i think they should know is that i'm the discoverer of hitherto unknown natural phenomena which greatly aid in the understanding of people from which i constructed a revolutionary practical philosophic system called septemics and published in the book Septemics hierarchies of human phenomena. As for my own qualifications, I am a polymathic scholar whose areas of expertise I would say include psychology, philosophy, theology, parapsychology, science, engineering, mathematics, law, literature, history, metaphysics, military science, political science, physical culture, music, education, organization, and i hold a bachelor of science cum laude from city university of wow polymathic scholar and i think you have covered almost majority of the study areas that's quite interesting in this journey over the past few decades of your professional experience what are top 3 things that have helped you so far well certainly one is the education i had i went to school for 28 years and i went to private schools and it was a very conscientious student uh you know I did all my assignments so I learned an awful lot from my many teachers so that certainly helped me another thing that helped me was I've been meditating uh my entire adult life and I'm still doing that so I've been meditating I would say over the course of my life it works out to about an hour a day for my whole life so that's another big thing that helped me uh another thing that really helped me is I learned how to study meaning you might say I learned how to learn and so even after I was not in formal education I was still learning because I really knew how to do it uh and that's something that's not taught in any formal education system they don't teach that in college how to study but I did figure that out and uh, and it helped a lot because it enabled me to imbibe a lot of information from all of these subjects Mm-hmm. So I could take like one course in a subject, and then after that, just study it for the next ten or twenty years and learn the whole subject. I think it requires a lot of patience because usually people tend to switch between subjects and all. And studying one subject for ten years or so is something which comes with a lot of patience and all. I think you have abundance of patience, and uh, really, I'm impressed by the passion that you have towards learning. and learning how to learn that is something probably you can share a bit about how to learn right sure uh well there is a scale in my book called the scale of scholarship 
And it shows that there are seven levels of scholarship. And it tells you with specificity how to make yourself a better scholar. You find the level you're at, and then you move up. And it tells you in that chapter how to do it. So I'm sharing everything that I that I learned about that. So if you get the book and look at that one chapter, you'll see it will make you a better scholar. Uh, also, there's a scale of literacy because literacy is very close to scholarship uh, because the main thing you have to be able to do in order to learn anything is read. So there's a scale of literacy. Now, most people think of literacy in terms of, well, you're literate or you're illiterate. But actually, there are seven levels of literacy. So that's another scale that I would recommend as far as learning how to imbibe information and master subjects. All right. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And um, all the audience that are watching the show or listening to the episode, you will find the link to the book in the show notes or the episode description. Uh, go ahead and uh, order one for yourself and start reading. Looks like it is full of information. Jim, now let's jump into the core of today's topic. What is this Septemics all about? Okay. Septemics is a philosophical science based on the fact that many phenomena related to human beings occur in a sequence of seven levels. Literally, the word Septemics means of or pertaining to seven. Septemics comprises a collection of scales or sequences, each of which breaks down the various human phenomena into a hierarchy of seven steps. There are 35 such scales which span the spectrum of human experience, by which I mean any situation that comes up in the life of a human is going to be successfully analyzed by one or more of these scales, usually more than one. So it's a very user-friendly way of helping yourself to live easier and faster. Uh, each of these 35 scales provides the user with an infallible way of determining the salutariness or beneficialness of any group individual activity. If the group individual activity moves persons up these scales, it's beneficial or positive. If it moves them down, it's detrimental or negative. More importantly, just finding out what level you or another person is at is by itself enlightening and beneficial. So total, there are seven levels and uh, there is some significance attached to number seven. Even uh, in India, like we have uh, several of concepts which are based on number seven. Let's talk about um, the benefits of septemics. How is this beneficial? Okay. As I said, if you find your level on any one of these scales, it's enlightening. And then once you do, you can move up one level. You see, I have solved the gradient problem. Many people have situations or problems, but they don't know how to solve them. And the trick to solving any problem is the gradient. In other words, what is the next step? What do I do now? And this book tells you in great detail across 35 axes. So, for example, there's a scale of thought. So let's say you're level five on the scale of thought. That's a pretty low level. But once you know that, you can move yourself fairly easily up to level four. Now, if you try to move yourself to level three or level two, you will fail because it's too steep a gradient. You're skipping a level. So I have done the heavy lifting for humanity in determining the seven levels in each of these 35 areas. Now, if you'd like, I can read you what the 35 areas are by telling you the names of the scales. 
then you'll know what subject matter is covered. Would you like me to do that? Yeah, please, we can do that. Okay. Okay. This won't take long. Yeah. So these are the individual scales. Okay. They apply primarily to individuals. The scale of basic purposes, the scale of personal influence, the scale of choice, the scale of permeation, the scale of thought, the scale of identity, the scale of evaluation, the scale of motivation, the scale of control, the scale of stopping, the scale of scholarship, the scale of literacy, the scale of human ability, the scale of memory, the scale of spiritual identity, the scale of mental deletion, the scale of aberration, the scale of physical fitness, the scale of justification, the scale of belief, the scale of equanimity, the scale of attack, the scale of conflict, and the scale of reaction. And these are the group scales, the scale of relationships, the scale of life spheres, the scale of government, the scale of civilization, the scale of survival, the scale of management, the scale of exchange, the scale of communication, the scale of allegiance, the scale of sexuality, and the scale of politics. Each one of these scales, by itself, used by the reader, could revolutionize your life, could dramatically improve your life. Any, but there are 35 scales. So the smart way to use it is you have a situation and you find the relevant scales, then you find your level or the other person's level, and then you move yourself up or you move the other person up. It's actually quite simple. Now, in order to make this understandable to people, I put a glossary in front of every chapter and a glossary even in front of the introduction. So you know the definitions of the words that I'm using. So it's very easy to master. Okay, so it's all about finding our current level and working on the improvement. And when it is... Yes. Okay, yeah. It yeah, looks I mean, like... And it, <laughs> it's very specific. Mm -hmm. It's very specific. It's not general. You find your level and you work toward the next level up and you will get there Okay, you try. Yeah. And how can somebody get started with this? Like you said, it is self-explanatory and all. Like in terms of uh, how do they analyze their current level? Is there a questionnaire okay. kind of thing? Well, yeah. Well, first of all, let me say the first thing you should do is go to my website, septemics.com. Mm -hmm. Because there you can see what readers have said about it what journalists have written about it, what the reviews are, and you can read sections of the book. So then you get a kind of a general introduction. Then after that, hopefully you would get the book. Now, the book is available in hardbound, softbound, and ebook. So you have a choice. It's very easy to find this book. You can get it from Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any place the books are sold. Then what I tell everybody, well, my clients and students, read the book like it's a textbook. This is a textbook on a new subject. This subject did not exist before I created it. I discovered it. Now, once you read it the way you would study a chemistry text or a physics text, starting on page one and go all the way through to the end, making sure you understand everything before you go on. Then go back to the beginning, read it again. And when you get to each scale, Find your level on that scale. Now, by the time you get to the end, you have, will have found your level on 35 different scales. You will be a new person. Your mind will be clearer. Your identity will be clearer. Your place in the world will be clearer. And then you can use this to help yourself move up on each one of these 35 different axes. You see? So you can improve in all the ways 
that I mentioned when I read the names of the scales. So there's 35 different ways to improve yourself. Now, the other thing you have to realize is you can use this on other people too. So for example, let's say a guy has a relationship problem. Well, there's a scale of relationships. I've worked out that there are seven basic levels of relationships. Also, there's a scale of sexuality. There's seven levels of sexuality. Now, if you're not compatible on the scale of sexuality, your romantic relationship is not going to work. These could be the two nicest people in the world. It's not going to work. You have to be compatible. I'm not saying you have to be at the same level, but you have to be at a compatible level. Then there's a scale of allegiance. Now, when relationships deteriorate, it's because allegiance has deteriorated. So you find your level there and work your way back up. Also, you find your mate's level and help her to work on it. Then there's a scale of permeation. Well, permeation is the basic action of the spiritual being. The reason people love one another is because they're permeating one another. So you can find your level on that scale. So that's just off the top of my head. Any person has relationship problems, you can start with those four, find your level. And it's not that hard to find the level. It's actually pretty easy because it's user-friendly. I designed this to wrap around the reader. And how did you arrive at this name, Septemic? Because uh, I was trying to find some meaning, but other than your book, I'm not finding anything related to it. So how did you... Okay. Septemic means literally of or pertaining to seven. Okay. Septem in Latin is seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because there's seven levels for every scale. All right. Yeah, it, it makes absolute sense. And now let's uh, talk about how these uh, septemics can help uh, in the professional settings or in terms of establishing some good working relationships in the uh, companies. Okay. Well, the first thing is, it's really helpful to know the levels of the people around you. For example, <clears throat> there's a scale of choice. Now, the biggest theme in human history is freedom. Right? That's what wars are fought about. That's what revolutions are about. Freedom. That's the most important thing to people. What is freedom? Freedom is the ability to choose. If you can choose, you're free. If you can't choose, you're not free. So the scale of choice is very important. And I can assure you this scale is an eye-opener because many people have great difficulty choosing. We would call these people indecisive. For example, there are people who do not want to make a choice. They want somebody else to make the choice for them. These are the people who vote for somebody like Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, Mao, Saddam Hussein. Okay, Those people make the choice for you. They tell you. Like in the old Soviet Union, they told you what job you would have, what education you would have, where you would live, and so forth. So some people like that. Not many. Most of us don't like that. That's a very low level on that scale. I think it's level six. And if you're at a higher level, you know, you have a different way of, of, of appreciating choice. So it goes up in gradients, as you could imagine. So uh, if you know where somebody is on that scale, it tells you quite a bit. Uh, I have a client, for example, who's a very successful person, makes a ton of money, very good at what he does has trouble making decisions, okay? He's not high on this scale. So the general state that you find, I've been working with this material now 27 years, 
is that most people are high on some scales and low on other scales. There's a very, very small, maybe 1% or less group of people who are at, at or near the top of all scales. And there's a slightly smaller group who's at or near the bottom of all the scales. But most of us are in the middle, high on some and low on others. For example, Einstein, on the scale of human ability, was at level one, which is genius. That's the highest level. But if you look at the scale of basic purposes, he was not at level one on the scale of basic purposes. Level one on the scale of basic purposes is transcendence. Okay, That would be the, the basic purpose of somebody like Jesus or, or Gandhi or Gautama. Uh, Einstein was not at that level. So he was very at the top on one scale and a little lower on another scale. And that's the general condition that you find. So you could have somebody who you're working with who is very good in some things, not good in other things, and you can help him to improve on the areas where he's weak by using these scales. So you can improve your personnel. You can improve your relationships. You can improve your family. For example, most parents have kids who at some time have some difficulty with school. So if the kid is, say, 12, 13, you can have them look at the scale of scholarship. You can say, look at this glossary. Okay, you read the words. You understand these words? Good. Now read the scale. And when he does it, he will say, oh, I see. I'm right here at level five. No wonder I have trouble in school. And you can say, okay, now let's move you to level four. And he will be able to do that. So you see, you've just helped your son or your daughter improve their scholarship. And that works uh, across the board because there is no situation that does not respond to this book. So whatever the situation is, you just have to find the appropriate scale or scales, find the level for that scale for the person. You don't tell him his level, okay? People already have too many people telling them too many things. Let the guy figure it out himself. And he will because, assuming he understands the words, which is why he put the glossaries in, he will find himself. Let me tell you a story. About 20 years ago, when I was working on this book and one of the earlier versions of it, I worked on this book 25 years. I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, we were talking about politics and government. I said, wait a minute, let me show you something. So I opened up this transcript to the page of scale of government. And I just handed it to him. I didn't say anything. I just gave it to him. So he took it. He looked at it. And he pointed. And he said, I am right there. He found his level on the scale of government without me even telling him that that's what it was for. I didn't even have to suggest for him to find it. He just found it. And that's what happens to people with this. If you give him a scale that's relevant to his situation, he will find it. He will find his level. Now, usually what happens right away in a matter of seconds is the person will find a bracket. Like I'll say, well, I'm either three or four. Okay, fine. So let's look at it more. And you can work with the person and discuss it with him. And after a while, I'll say, yeah, I can see you. I'm really at four. Great. Now let's help you get to level three. Now, how long it takes to get to the next level is a big variable because it depends on the person, depends on the context. Uh, some people 
So some scales are very difficult to move on. For example, the scale of basic purposes. Most people have one basic purpose for their entire life. So that's not an easy scale to move on. However, there are other scales like the scale of evaluation. People move on that by the second or by the minute. So you can use these in ways that are advantageous to you to help your business, to help your partners and so forth. Wow. That's quite comprehensive. And uh, you said it took about 25 years, right? And what was your inspiration to present it to the world in the form of a book? Okay. Well, I don't know that inspiration is the right word. You have to understand I'm an engineer. Engineers are only interested in two things, facts and results. Now, I had a long career as a human development engineer, working with hundreds of clients for many thousands of hours. As I was doing that, I started to observe that my clients were improving in ways that were predictable to me. In other words, I would know the result the client was going to get before he got it, even though I didn't tell him anything. Now, I did not tell that to anybody, okay? I kept it to myself, but I made notes. And I started to realize as time went by, and this happened over and over and over, that my clients were going upscaled. They were going up scales that I was able to observe in the session and write down. So by about 95, 1995, I had about 32 scales varying in length between three and seven. Now, there's one scale in particular that I had that had six levels that I absolutely knew was correct. I was using it for decades. And I realized in 95, it had a seventh level. So when I inserted that seventh level into the scale, it manifested mathematically. And when that happened, I could see that this was natural law. Because anything that has mathematics embedded in it is natural law. So when I saw that, all kinds of implications jumped out at me. I was able to see many dimensions of the scale. This is what eventually became called the scale of basic purposes. Now, it didn't get that name until many years later because Although I knew the scale, I did not know what the axis was. In other words, finding the scale is one thing, and knowing what axis it's delineating is a separate thing. So this took a lot of research. So after I found this first seven-level scale, I said, wait a minute, this is big. I wonder how many of these other scales are actually seven-level scales that had not been developed all the way because I wasn't developing anything. I was just helping my clients and making notes. So I looked at the other scales, and because I knew what I was looking for, I was able to find the remaining levels on all these other scales pretty easily. And as soon as I saw the seventh level on each one, it all manifested mathematically. So I realized that this was a separate subject. I had discovered something new. So I said, this can help people. This is useful. Anybody can take this and use it to analyze a situation, to predict what's going to happen next, and to manage his life using this. So then I became interested in presenting this to people. So I went from helping people by the hundreds to helping people by the millions by writing this book. So the first transcript of this was completed in December of 95, and I gave it to colleagues of mine who all had graduate degrees. And they all were very positively impressed, favorably impressed. So I said, okay, 
This is exactly what I think it is. I'm going to work on this. And I worked on it for the next 25 years. You have to realize, first, I had to discover the phenomena. So that was mostly done by 95. Within the next 25 years, I discovered three more scales. But then I had to engineer it into a workable philosophic system. And that took a couple of decades. Because you have to realize there's 35 scales with seven levels each. That's 245 different levels, each one of which had to be verified and had to be expressed in a way that would make sense to people. So I then had the challenge of expressing this in a way that would connect with the average reader because I wanted the average person to have it. Now, it would have been very easy for me to write this as an academic book, uh, but I didn't want that. I saw that this could help anybody who can read English and wants to improve himself. So that took a lot of work because this is an 87,000-word book, and I literally had to go through word by word. How is the reader going to perceive this? Is this going to communicate? I'll give you an example. I mentioned the scale of sexuality. Level two on the scale of sexuality, I call take it or leave it. Now, there are some people at level two on that scale, not many, who their attitude towards sex is take it or leave it. They, they don't care if they have it or don't have it. It's either way. Okay? That's a very high level. Very few people ever get there. But I was challenged with, well, how do I say this in a way that people are going to understand. So I thought, well, I'll just call it, take it or leave it. So that's the name of the level, take it or leave it. People know what you mean when you say take it or leave it. So I had to do that 245 different times, see, in order to make this workable. So I had many rewrites. I kept rewriting the book, I kept adding things like, for example, adding glossaries. I thought, well, I should put glossaries in so people know exactly what I mean. For example, there's a scale of communication. Well, if you look up the word communication, it has about 35 definitions. And a person could say, well, what definition is he using here? Which is a reasonable question. So I give the specific definition. It's not long. It's like a line or two. Okay. This is what I mean by communication. So I do that <coughs> with every scale, with every level. I define it for the person. So there's no ambiguity about what I mean. So Eventually, you know, after 25 years, I said, okay, I could work on this forever, but this is workable. People are getting benefit from this. I'm going to release it. And so I published it. All right. I think, uh, yeah, it took a lot of uh, immense efforts, I would say. And congratulations on that book. And uh, I wish continued success on the uh, on the book and uh, this has been fabulous conversation but kind of uh, very serious conversation so let us add some spice to the episode uh, wherein i'm going to kick off a quick rapid fire round with your consent <laughs> okay okay jim can you share with our audience what was your childhood fantasy my childhood fantasy well i guess it depends on you know what part of my childhood you talk about my first you know, when they say to a little kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? The first answer I, what I had was a priest. Oh, That was my first answer. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, got it. So moving to the next one, what is the best piece of advice that you have received from someone? Oh, that's tough because I've had so many good teachers and I've read so many good books. But I would say, if I have to pick one, I would say, 
focus on the goals, not the barriers. Many people defeat themselves by focusing on the barriers. They say, oh, I'm too short. I'm too ugly. I don't speak French. I don't have a college degree, you know, whatever it is. And they're limiting themselves that way. Don't focus on that. Focus on the goal. If you have a goal, whatever you want to be, you want to be a painter, you want to make a million dollars, you know, you want to marry a supermodel, whatever it is, focus on the goal and don't worry too much about the barriers and then you, you will get there. Yeah, very powerful. Moving to the next one. What is one life-changing incident that changed your perspective altogether? Life-changing incident? Well, yes, okay. I've had many of those, but the first one I had was at the age of three. There was a specific moment that I can remember perfectly on the sidewalk, about 200 feet from my house, when I saw my entire future, my whole life. Everything that's happened in my life, I saw. Now, in other words, you could say I lived all these years in a couple of seconds. And everything happened exactly in my life, exactly the way I saw it when I was three years old. So I saw, I was three, I didn't know what was going on. But that was, you know, wow, there was my my whole future. And, and as I went through my life, I kept saying, Yeah, I saw that when I was three, that this was going to happen. Now, the uh, most interesting thing about this is that I was not able to change any of the things that I saw. In other words, if I were able to change it, I wouldn't have actually seen the future. By the fact that I actually saw the future meant that's what was going to happen. So there was nothing I could do to change it. So that was, you know, a big deal, big thing to me. I was smart enough not to tell anybody about this, <laughs> but I had a lot of stuff like that. Wow, that is miraculous. I think, um, I, I don't know, like how you were able to still remember, maybe, uh, what do you attribute that to? Like, is there any uh, supernatural phenomena out of that or <laughs> what's your take? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely supernatural. Uh, let me put it this way. This universe, which we study in science, okay, has a certain coherence, okay? But you can be outside this universe. And a spiritual being does not really exist in the universe. He interfaces with it. He can perceive it. He can interact with it. Uh, the being interfaces with the brain, which uses the nervous system and the body, and so you that's how you function. But but the being is has no beginning, has no end, is not anywhere in time and space. So I had many times in my life when I stepped outside of the time-space continuum. And I know other people have the same experience. So uh, it's, you know, it's not just me. Uh, so there is this universe is, is the thing. And from the point of view of a spiritual being, it's something that you come into and you go out of. Oh, interesting. Interesting, Jim. Now, if, uh, let's move to the next question. What is one best decision, one best decision that you have taken in your life? Best decision? Yeah, best decision. Uh, well, I think it was that when I got out of college, I was always expecting to go to graduate school. But by the time I got out of college, I was so well-educated that I kind of knew what was in the mainstream. You know, I knew history, I knew math, I knew science, I knew religion. And I saw that there were all these gaps in between. There were all these phenomena 
and areas that were not addressed in any way by the mainstream. And so I decided to pursue that and find out what is all of this stuff? In other words, uh, what you might call the twilight zone. What's in the twilight zone? What, what are these phenomena? Uh, you know, how, how do miracles occur? And how do, how do religions make sense? So I sort of decided at that time that I was going to pursue what you might call, today we would call them alternative subjects. And I studied them assiduously for another 10 years. And that really opened my mind. All the things that I knew in mainstream subjects became valuable to me in understanding these alternative subjects. And eventually that led me to discovering septemics. Oh, that was great rapid fire. And one last one for the rapid fire question. Uh, what will be your fantasy gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself? Fantasy gadget. Well, I'd like to see uh, a machine that could locate and kill all the corrupt politicians in the world. Interesting. And uh, yeah. Locate, <laughs> locate them telepathically and kill them all. <laughs> then world will be a beautiful place, right? <laughs> well, it would be a lot better than it is now. I don't know how beautiful it would be, but it would be better. Yeah, that was a killer, killer answer, I would say, and great rapid fire. And with that, let me flip back to the mainstream. And uh, before I let you go, one final question for today's conversation, Jim. What will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make begin their careers or lives? You can pick anything. Honestly, you should get this book and read it. It will change your life. You know, I had a good 25 years of research that went into this book before I started writing it. And then I spent another 25 years writing it. So there's a lifetime of experience that went into discovering this subject. This is revolutionary. This is so big that people have difficulty grasping how important it is. And you can get this very inexpensively. I mean, the ebook, it's like $10 to get the ebook. And I really advise you get it, read it, and use it. Use it to make your life better because this book will explain things that might otherwise seem to be inexplicable or random. And so it will help you to achieve your goals faster and easier. So that's my advice. Oh, sure. Thank you. So uh, just to repeat, the link to the book is available in the show notes or the episode description. Go grab a copy and uh, improve yourself because Jim has put in almost his entire lifetime in creating that. And definitely it will be of uh, immense benefit to each one of you. And Jim, this has been a fabulous conversation and it was uh, certainly eye-opening and I thoroughly enjoyed every bit of it. Thank you so much for your time and insights and really appreciate it. Thank you, Naveen. It was a pleasure talking to you. All right. So pleasure to host you, Jim. So folks, before we move into the trivia section, here's a request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from. Also, if you have loved this conversation, just like I did, please feel free to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thank you so much in advance. Now let's cruise into the trivia segment of today's episode. So today we had a detailed conversation about septemics and uh, 35 different scales, which will help us improve individually as well as in a group setting. So I thought I'll present you a few uh, interesting psychology facts. And uh, let me begin with the first fact. 
you know on an average an individual's mind wanders 30% of the time and eye pupil raises to 45 degrees when an individual looks at somebody they love and uh, we often tend to break down knowledge into classes of 3 to 4 objects in them for example if you consider indian phone number which is of 10 digit and i'm giving you one hi- hypothetical example the way people remember it is 9849732543 so it is like 334 blocks all right so these three blocks with 3 to 4 bits in each chunk that is easy way to remember first of all break down the knowledge and remember all right so these are some interesting psychology facts that i would like to present and i'm sure you must be aware of so many psychology facts and in case if you want to share with our audience please feel free to comment on the youtube video section or you can just drop a note on the social media wherever you found this episode in addition to that if you have any speaker recommendations or topic recommendations please feel free to reach out to me on social media you'll find me by the name navin samala or you can email me at the guiding voice for you at dreadgmail.com and uh, definitely we will make every effort to bring in best of the best speakers and some wonderful topics which will enlighten each one of you so that's all from my side for today and i'm your host navin samala just a fellow it professional and a passionate learner on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe so thank you so much guys until next time bye bye see you all in the next episode